0: Warning, this podcast contains sounds and possibly visions that some people may find distressing, which is me singing. Yes, there was a, a guitar, three guests, and uh we kind of just got loose, what can I say? Uh, before I get going and tell you what's what's in store, let me tell you about our sponsors. The first one is The Nature of Things, Pure Essential Oils made here in Dublin, Ireland. My personal favorite at the moment, because I'm pretty fickle, I like to try different things, is bergamot. Bergamot is really great for fighting bacteria and for preventing any future infections, but it's also a lovely soothing smell, quite commonly used in a lot of uh, yoga practices. It's kind of a bit um, citrusy, which is always nice and refreshing. Uh, yeah, so that's The Nature of Things, and if you'd like to get some of their oils, which are very nice, you can go to their website, thenatureofthings.ie, and you can get oils, you can get diffused, you just put in the promo code YOGALIFE, without the, just YOGALIFE, for 10% off. It could be a nice little gift, you can get a little gift set for someone for Christmas, which is around the corner. The other sponsor we have is Small Changes. Yep, small changes, big difference. These guys are a whole food store here again in Dublin. They don't have an online offering, but you can go down there and you can uh, buy some stuff for yourself and uh, you buy some stuff for your house to help look after the environment. They uh, do a lot for the community as well. So I'm proud to be in, associ- in associated with these guys, small changes, paddock rice and co. <coughs> so who do we have today? I'm glad you asked. They are the yoga people. I have, there was three of these lovely people, Dulce, Carlos, and Zuro. They are from South America, Mexico. And uh, they were, brought a guitar with them. Shout out to Yure! Yure is a hand balancer here, which I met, I met him yesterday for the first time. Uh, and he lent his guitar to us, which was really cool. And we had a bit of an old sing song. You know, I didn't think on my second ever podcast, I'd be busting out some future a few tunes but I think you know it's all good man I don't mind making a bit of a uh, fool of myself <laughs> you only live once but yeah um, the, these guys the three uh, yogi people were over in Dublin last weekend to do a teacher training and they're all into shamanism or shamanism or in Mexico they say chamanism they're into connecting with your spirit animal which I believe is called totem and they practice and teach a style of yoga called Mandala Vinyasa, which is all about air, fire, water, earth, moving in a 360 degrees on your mat and just uh, generally getting loose. Right? They also do cacao ceremonies, healing circles. And uh, for this podcast, if you watch it on YouTube, you can see that I wore my alpaca jumper, which I haven't worn for about 10 years. So I was just repping out the Aztecs. As you do. Um Yeah, these guys are were great fun. And uh I, I actually would like to do more, I think, mean, bring more musicians on the podcast and just have a bit of a gig. You know, people that are involved in yoga and music, the two go so well together, that self-expression and, um, you know, connecting into the, that communal aspect of music. So if you guys know any musicians who are also yogis and they can sing better than me, which I'm sure is easy to find, please get... Let, send them my way or let me know about them. This podcast is available everywhere wherever you're listening to it now. If you'd like to leave a review though the best place is on iTunes and once again thank you so much. Today I woke up looked at my reviews and it's just really lovely what people are saying. Um, I don't know again I don't know how to apply and say thank you but the people are writing things like very authentic and I listen every week and it's, I enjoy it in my commute. Thank you. Honestly this means so much to me like I'm not very well at the moment. I didn't sleep last night because my dog is really sick. <clears throat> we had to just take him to the vet just now. I, my house flooded, so the, all the floors are damp and the floors are raising up and stuff. And uh, there's a lot going on in, in my life at the moment. I'm not you're not moaning, I'm just letting you know. And But I love doing this podcast. It, and no matter what, no matter what happens, every week, come hell or high water, literally high water in this case... Um, I, I make sure the podcast is out on a Thursday and I've only ever, in 78 episodes, 77, I've only ever missed one week. And that was just because I was at my teacher, doing teacher training myself. And I I'm I want to keep consistent with this because I want you to know that every week there's going to be an episode, no matter what. And um, I've got big plans for this podcast. I think that there's loads of ways to communicate, but for me, podcasting is the most powerful, the most authentic, unedited, unscripted, undirected, unplanned, which you can probably tell sometimes like this long intro. And uh, I hope that y- that's refreshing for you and you-, you get something out of it, even if it's just a bit of entertainment, which is yeah, it's always good to have a bit of a laugh, isn't it? Um, finally, if you'd like to share this with any of your friends, the best thing to do is share it on Instagram for your stories. And if you'd like to come to my workshop, this is definitely the last thing, then I the next one is in December 14th. Uh, for doing handstands, all information you can be found online kevinboyyoga.ie Without further ado, here is the yoga people. Hello, everyone. Hello, oh. hi. <laughs> the first ever four person podcast I've done. So, and we have with us g- guitar, yeah. And this is a clave that's a clavier. A clavier, uh-huh. okay. So, is that like for
1: Hitting, yeah. Okay, you hit one with the other.
0: Okay, all right. And uh, we're maybe we're gonna get some music today. Do you think?
1: Quite likely. <laughs> Quite likely. Yeah. I
0: hope so. Um. So, guys, how was your your weekend?
2: Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> we of <love> Ireland. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, what nice. is it?
0: It's actually freezing today. Literally freezing. Um. But um. Have you? Is it your first time here? Yes. Yeah. And uh, it was in. Hot Yoga Dublin is somewhere I don't even know this but I did my my 300 hour with Joe and Jane um, uh-huh. in Hot Yoga Dublin it's a it's a really beautiful studio isn't beautiful it studio. yeah it is yeah. and it's big it's very like a lot of natural light and but your your system is Mandala um, Vinyasa is that correct correct thank you <laughs> <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, and I I, th- I was exposed to Mandala Vinyasa before I mean well I'm aware of th- like you know a mandala is a geometric figure um of the universe and i thought that my only understanding of a mandala yoga was that it's 360 degrees is that a feature of it
2: yes okay mainly.
0: but what's what's the um what's the premise of it like what what because i heard about like, the elements like earth air uh fire, fire? fire. fire. <laughs> what was the fourth one And oh. air oh. And water and water and water, and water. Yes. okay cool so how how do you then combine that into a yoga, or how do you integrate that into a yoga practice
2: well, um I actually follow the mayan calendar and mm. everything begun because in the Mayan calendar you are a combination of the sun and the moon, and that combination is it results in a in a specific element so The main premise of the Mayan calendar is to go with the flow, is is to follow the specific energy that is within the universe, that way you have more fluidity into your life. Mm. So by following the Mayan calendar, I was like, how can we integrate a system in your body that also follows the same premise? It's also like going to the gym, you know, that you go one day you do arm, another day you (laughs) do glutes, you know, so... um, that's the main idea is to go with the flow and to incorporate a system that is holistic. So I created um, yeah, a system where basically one day you work in backbends, another day you work in forward folds, another day you work in twist, another day you work with the doctors, And by doing that, you also are activating the meridians in that specific part of the body. Mm. And by doing that, you create an holistic system within yourself.
0: So therefore, say like back bends would be water or something. Is it, do you combine it that way? So yeah. and then fire might be, oh, I suppose fire would be backbends or twist? Twist is kind of calming. Twist. Yeah. Twi- so fire is twist. A fire is twist, okay. Yeah,
2: so I will begin from order of density. So earth is related to forward falls and a hamstring stretch. Water is related to adductors, and you work with a groin. Fire is related to twist, uh, and also to side torso extensions. And air is related to back bends.
0: I see. Okay. Yeah. So how do you guys combine, them the three of you? Because, so, Carlos, you, what, what's your um, offering? Because I, I looked at you online about Kung Fu, about the Aztec... Dance, which is why I'm wearing this. (laughs) 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 And uh, even though I'm I'm really, really hot, actually, (laughs) you look very good. Thank you. Thank you. I haven't worn I haven't worn this since I was uh, 26, I think. So I'm 37 now. I like I bought this when I went traveling, and I just never. Had a chance to wear it, but well, you know, it's, it's, amazing. it's time to come back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. to yeah, it, it actually does, the does look a little bit Celtic.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I suppose.
0: Yeah. Um, but yeah. So you, you, from what I've heard from the students, because I've been speaking to some of the students this weekend on Instagram, they're saying that you actually mix music live during the practice.
4: Yes. Well, that was an idea that uh, they had the first time I did a teacher training with the yoga people. And they just came over because we did an album just before that uh, for the Chiquitza, the Ashtanga series, uh, primary and secondary series. And what what we did is, uh, I just created the music for that, for the the practice, for the Ashtanga practice. Mm. So they said, well, might as well, you you wanna do it live? So it was an experiment that took, Years of refinement. Yeah. <laughs> We're talking about that. No? Yeah. So it's basically following the flow of the class and following the energy of the class. You know, going up and down with the with the dynamic mm. that is going on in the room, mm-hmm. and trying to bring also that into the elemental ways. No, so uh, music that connects more with the fire usually is more upbeat and more energetic. Mm. Uh, usually, the music that works w- the best with Earth is more uh grounding you know more drums and a little bit more wild in a way but low mm. lower tempos mm. usually uh, and air is usually very uplifting music and you know this kind of thing water is kind of emotional and even like sensual in a way mm. uh, and does it have lyrics some have lyrics yeah some have mm. lyrics at first i tried not to use any lyrics at all but then yeah people sometimes like it also mm. yeah. i think like uh, Kind
0: of chanting really helps it, it helps to the um even if it, you can't un- actually I think if you can't understand the lyrics it sometimes it's better mm. because you're not like distracted so w- i I've noticed that if I'm in a class and there's like some maybe some tribal drums and some shamanic chanting in the music, you're not thinking about the content of it as opposed to the actual vibration, the sound, mm. so yeah. I found that 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 works um pretty well um and then zero
1: yeah. Yes, perfect.
0: Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you then play guitar as well as this going on at the same time?
1: No, not, not <laughs> at, at the same time. <laughs> um, mostly shavasanas. Mm-hmm. I I I play and sing during that stage, mm-hmm. and also we have the segment of the day where I will I will do some vocal liberation techniques. And uh, he'll do some some dancing, some shamanic dancing. Mm. Um, so it's it's also like getting to connect with with themselves. And um, sometimes I use words that cannot be understood. So it's just vibration based. Mm. And sometimes I do use some some words, some phrases, some key images to connect. Also. Um, through imagination. You
0: know. mm. So do you actually narrate as well or is it just instrument?
1: The song itself is narrating a scenario or a particular feeling mm-hmm. that one can connect to.
0: Okay. And if you um when you're playing this, do you also do pan pipes as well? Did you play the pipe? No. No. Some someone lied to me. <laughs> <laughs> so let's so so say, uh, like uh, you know, the pipes that yeah, go yeah. like this and you
3: ooh.
0: No well that's he my panpipe impression. Yeah no he, he,
3: <laughs> he, he <laughs> plays <laughs> the, the flutes
1: he he plays some flutes. Um, okay. I do vocal trumpet, overtone singing mm. and just normal singing, guitar, percussion mm-hmm. but no I no panpipes yet. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so
0: mm-hmm. so we, but when you came through customs did they take your guitar from you or did they stop the guitar coming through? When you came No, through? we didn't have a guitar. Oh my information is so, compli- <laughs> <laughs> so someone i th- someone said that um you, you came you guys came over and customs didn't let you take your guitar no no <laughs> okay all right compli- so <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> but you have a guitar anyway so yeah. <laughs> yes <laughs> so th- thanks to the thanks to um the yuri i think yuri you're right you're right yeah instagram is a powerful thing so oh, yeah i yeah. 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 never met the guy but um he does great hand balancing workshops, but um. So you guys, then, as I was we talking about earlier, you don't. You're from Mexico, but yes. you don't have. Well, you guys, that's your home where you're based, but you travel. You're a person of the world. <laughs> that's, <laughs> yes. the new, that's new terminology. So, so then, is is this a case of? Um, did you meet in all in Mexico and then go from there, or how did you come to meet?
2: Yeah, we have been friends for a, for a long time, actually. Yeah, around mm.
0: yeah. eleven years.
2: Yeah.
0: Maybe, yeah. yeah oh wow okay yeah and Zura, how did you
1: uh, i've been friends with him for like eight or seven years mm-hmm. and with her like for half a year mm-hmm. but we really clicked with this project
0: mm. and wh- wh- where's jamie then in he's thailand oh, he's in thailand yeah. now
2: yeah he's teaching
0: so jamie is uh, uh, jamie then t- travels normally around with you and uh, like you travel normally together and teach workshops
2: L- yeah, we have uh, our uh, own projects, so he does more of yin yoga, rocket yoga, and I do mandala. And now, because demand, uh, we are basically separate because we mm. have so many trainings all over the world. Right, yeah. At the moment, he's in Thailand, he's doing a yin and meditation course over there. Mm, okay. Yeah, but we work together as well with him, just... Um, Week ago. A week ago. <laughs> 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 yeah. uh, and because
0: w- I have only done one ashtanga class, and it was a two-hour workshop with Kina McGregor, so that was uh, a, an interesting introduction. Oh yeah, yeah <laughs> I, <imagine. laughs> you know, I thought. I thought, okay, this is um, you know, I, this should be fairly straightforward, but uh, it was very challenging. Um, and Kino is uh, all the the you know, the, jump, the primary series, so loads of like jump throughs and sitting in cross legged uh, postures. Um and then I started to get really interested in Ashtanga in general and I uh, and and Larry Schultz. And what I found interesting about Larry Schultz, even though I've obviously never met the guy, um, but there's, there's stuff you can you interviews you can find with him online and he's very um He seems to be a bit of a rebel, (laughs) or he was a bit of a rebel. (laughs) Um, What, what did you, how, like, did you train with Larry? Yes. Yeah, okay. And what, how did you get introduced to him, and what was the, the, um, the relationship you had?
2: Well, um, I did my first teacher training in Mexico with a teacher called Pepe, and it was based in Ashtanga Vinyasa. So then, of course, I fell in love with yoga and I wanted to do more and more courses. So I asked him, I was like, what do you think I should do next? So he sent me over to San Francisco and he said, you know what, you need to you need to check out this guy. He's pretty awesome. He did um, his own variation of the primary series and mm-hmm. second series and he put more uplifting tempo and variations to it. So I went to visit him, I did a teacher training with him, and I don't know, I I think he just liked me immediately, and he decided to keep me like one of his teachers, Mm. and he asked me to take the rocket to London. Mm -hmm. And so in a way, I feel very lucky because he started me basically in the international world of yoga. which is is
0: a really great way to give someone confidence, isn't it? To go and be like a guest teacher, especially in another country. Um, Rocket yoga has become really popular here too, in Ireland, uh, in Dublin. And um, how I actually heard about you guys was from Sarah and Susie, who were on your training in in Thailand. Thailand. In Thailand, Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so they're hopefully going to bring rocket yoga to Yoga Hub, and they've been doing it already a little bit. But I did... Again, a rocket rocket workshop, and um, I absolutely loved it. I, I, I because I love the um, the challenge of the arm balancing and and stuff like this. That to be honest, in from a physical side, in yo in Ireland, yoga is quite um, we're a little bit behind in terms of how physical we are because we're it's quite new to Ireland. Island. Mm-hmm. you know, America is kind of physically advanced. Then you have the UK, and then you would have Ireland, and I think sometimes when you have classes like this, it scares people because they think rocket. Jesus, that sounds <laughs> like <laughs> quite intense. Um, but um, but the 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 wh- why do you think rocket? I mean, I like it because it's because um, of the the physical challenge of the arm balances. But why do you think other people find it so appealing compared to maybe well anything else really, like ashtanga?
2: I will say it's because it's, breaks the hierarchy of the primary series of the ashtanga system because traditionally it was based on if you can do something you can progress if you cannot do something you need to stop you need to go to closing and that's it for you. So, Larry Schultz, uh, he didn't have an amazing practice actually. He was quite restricted in his body. So, he uh, started mixing up the sequence. Mm. He was like, you know what? I cannot do marichasana dip or I can do a handstand. So, I'm going to do a handstand instead. Yeah. So, I think the reason why it's so appealing be is because of that, because he wasn't basing his system on alignment or what you can do it was more about enjoyment hmm. you want to do something else you go there you cannot do this specific alignment you do what you need to do so yeah. it was the freedom i will say it's the freedom i yeah. think
0: i think as well like w- that is um that is uh, like inviting for people because I think people are almost tired of being told it has to be this way, that way, and, and and I think as well without reading too much into it, but in Ireland we've been dominated by the Catholic Church for so many years, mm-hmm. you know, very strict Catholic country, and now with the internet and people have more knowledge and, and more power has been decentralised and people have way more knowledge and all these scandals have come out about you know the, the Catholic Church that so people are thinking a bit more like we don't need to be told what to do. Yeah. And, and and I think that's filtering through to yoga because now it's a case of it, people are wanting to question why they're doing things for themselves. And I think a really good teacher, or the one that people like now is a teacher who says to them, you know, can you find the joy in it? Like, can you actually have a laugh? Because I, I, I just find, that when I first started in yoga, I started with, with Bikram. And while it was great to start, I really resented the, how the uh, kind of authoritative the the authority <laughs> the authority that the teacher had and it was too like he was way they were way too strict mm-hmm. and it, it made me not want to do it then because i felt like i was in school mm-hmm. you yeah? know and yeah. what i like now is is to, is to have some fun in class and actually laugh if it's fun and you know dance or be uh, ask people to be free like if you say to someone in class okay do what you want to do like say you're in all fours, do do a cat cow. Everyone can do a cat cow. You know they know that. Okay, I know my param parameter, uh, parameters. Cat cow. If you say express yourself, like <laughs> what? <laughs> I I can't think really. And this is why um, dance really really interests me, because so say in this training, did you did you introduce any uh, did people dance?
4: Uh, yes. <laughs> well, I I focus. There's one training in that we do in Goa that we focus a lot more on Aztec dancing and like mm-hmm. traditional uh Mexican, we could say, like medicine and uh expression and art and all of that culture. Um but in the rest I try to mix it up with other techniques uh of of movement. So finding uh, ways that people can move. Differently than what they're accustomed to. So that kind of breaks the the mental pattern as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we may do everything from like Aztec dancing to dervish dancing uh, to maybe a little bit of Tai Chi to a a lot more uh, free expression or maybe just chaotic movement. Mm. Whatever comes up because it's it's a different part of ourselves that needs to awaken. Mm -hmm. And for each person, it's going to be a different experience. And maybe one uh, exercise might. Bring to light something that they hadn't felt or seen, experienced before. Mm. When you say that word patterns, actually, this is an interesting
0: word because I've seen that in the in your uh, in the descriptions of. of uh, I think um, Jamie mentioned it as well that word patterns. What What are we talking about? Are we talking just physical patterns, or are we emotional patterns? Is that what you're? Yeah, addressing? we're talking
4: about preconceived ways of of action and reaction to stimulus. Hmm. So pattern is just a, a way that you're accustomed to doing or reacting to something. We mm-hmm. could, yeah, we could leave it like that. <laughs> 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 no. Maybe emotionally, physically, <laughs> you know, <Let's> mentally. <laughs> <psych-analyze>, uh, <everyone. laughs> uh, but I think, I think that
0: is interesting because particularly with dance, again, in Ireland, the, and I, I okay. Full disclosure, I'm English. I mean, I was born in England. I have an English accent, but my mum and dad are Irish. Mm. So I was raised kind of uh, as an Irish, you know, as an Irish boy, you know, uh, very stereotypical upbringing for an Irish child, let's say. And in Ireland, the, the dancing is Irish dancing, where until Michael Flatley came along, it was hands by your side, so your mm. body, your upper body is completely still. still and the legs are just moving this way like <laughs> that. They're not, not going open too much. They're like just going forwards and backwards. And I think dance really represents, says a lot about culture yeah. and how um, we it, it, I say we in Ireland slash England mm. um, have this almost like overhang or, of um, Catholic guilt and how we can't experience too much pleasure. You know, mm. be careful of pleasure. <laughs> you know, don't want to have too too much fun. I I think, mm-hmm. and I think this is this. You can see this in in the dance. Yeah, of course. That have you noticed um, cu- when you go and teach around the world, like how um the cultural differences with with dance. Oof, yes, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what do you what do you, what have you what could we learn in, in Ireland? Do you think about expressing ourselves?
4: Well, for one, people. I think a, a lot of people have a conception of dance that do you it has to be technical. Like either you're a dancer, or you don't know how to dance, mm. no? or you know how to dance salsa. Or we we try to bring it down into genres or ways of dancing, mm. and we forget that dancing is just a human expression. Mm-hmm. So just movement is expression. So we n- I think first is trying to understand that we we need to deconceptualize the word dancing. Or... Mm or music you know people think oh you're a musician because y- you learn music but everyone can sing everyone can, pl- can clap you know mm-hmm. so yeah, it's remembering cool. that we all have an artist within ourselves and we can all find ex- a way f- or, of expressing but uh, obviously in many countries that is suppressed by culture maybe because uh, it's not well seen to be publicly dancing or expressing uh, an emotion or feeling or, or simply you know wh- whatever you want to show to others, mm-hmm. um, but I do feel like, for example, in, in in Latin America, it's a lot more free. Like people like to dance, not a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We like parties. So yeah. <laughs> 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 when I, when I got this this
0: uh, is it a jumper? What would you call this? Uh, a sweater. Sweater. Well, it looks it looks Peruvian, uh, like a Peruvian sweater. It's, yeah. it's Peruvian, yeah. Um, it's alp- alpaca. Uh, is alpaca, that is that alpaca, okay yeah. to have alpaca? <laughs> yeah, so no. We were talking about Pala Santa earlier, which yeah, we have burning know. here. Um, but um, yeah, so when I w- actually when I was in Peru, I was on my way to Colombia. And I, when I went to Colombia, I remember very clearly we're in this hostel. And me and my friend Matt, he's from he was from Birmingham. And people in Birmingham, from, oh, I don't want to offend a whole place in England, but they're OK. I don't, I don't, <laughs> know, <laughs> don't, um, don't want to, Birmingham to attack me. <laughs> but Birmingham, they're like very like everyone is kind of um they're very English. Okay, so they're very English. <laughs> yeah. Let's say, and uh, so we went to this. Uh, we're in the hostel and we're sitting there, me and him and my friend Jorge, who is who was a Colombian guy, like very kind of uh, suave and you know giving, and he kind of spoke like with a really deep voice and had a mustache, mm-hmm. and he said, um, "Oh, we have these uh, women coming, like um, to uh, friends of his." I was like, "Oh, great, that's that's, that's great. We'll, we'll speak with them." I was a bit nervous. They came and the music came on. And it's like three o'clock in the day. And I was thinking, um, okay, what happens now? And Hawke, they were like, come and dance with us. And we were like, we thought, oh shit, we need to drink alcohol. Like we can't, I, can't, I can't dance unless I'm drunk. I cannot. And then we, we, me and Matt sat there while Hawke just like danced with one girl, then two girls and three girls. And we looked at each other and we thought, we are pathetic. <laughs> we are too, we're too English. You know? <laughs> because I think like, um, not, not just for yourself to express yourself, but also to connect with other people. Yes. And yoga, yoga is great. I, I mean, obviously I love yoga, but it, it can actually be, can be quite lonely. You you mm. go to class, put your mat down, you do your practice, you go home. Sometimes you don't speak to anybody. And that's, um, that. I think that's a real, a real shame and i think that's why music is so powerful yeah. you know um do you think when you did the teacher training this time did you um discover anything about like you, what as you're doing teacher trainings do you discover um things that are that you didn't realize before maybe about yourself or about the trainees anyone this is a free open question
4: mm-hmm. <laughs> well i think there's always sp- i mean the for me, the nice thing about working with the yoga people is there's always space for exploration and for being creative, mm-hmm. you know? And in my personal experience has been a lot of just maybe changing the class or coming up with something on the spot and mm-hmm. just taking people f- for wherever it, l- it seems that they might need at that point. Mm. So... Yeah, not being too strict. For stri- me, that's the discovery.
0: Yeah, not being too strict, yeah. isn't it? Because sometimes you have a plan and you think, okay... I have to teach my plan uh, then you don't have the skill of being uh, being able to be spon- spo- spontaneous thank yeah. you <laughs> 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 my English is not in struggle at the moment but um, what about you Tulsa? Um what have you learnt <laughs>
2: yeah that you have to go with the flow um, I actually the thing that I that I appreciate now the most is that We discovered that before, when we didn't have practices that included singing and dancing, it was like they didn't have an element to be free. And the trainings were a lot heavier. People will get in their head. They will be more depressed. And we will have even more trouble to host the training. So we realized we were like, We need to do something. We need to have an element of space where they can move, where they can express, where they can yell, where they can get a little bit crazy. So we decided to start integrating practices of dancing, of chanting, and boom, that became so powerful. And it made the trainings a lot lighter. And the people, we noticed that they start even getting happier and more appreciative of what we were offering so i think one of my biggest discoveries is that healing and dancing is one of the most healing tools that you can use Mm -hmm. for everything Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm.
1: and usually i love spontaneous moments like the one we just had where, <laughs> <laughs> where we forgot the word spontaneous, that was really <laughs> some way, right? Um, I had this, this favorite uh, musician and he would say that he got really depressed because every time he went out he would sing the same songs in the same way with the same arrangement, with the same tempo, everything. And, he, and that was killing him as, a, as a, an artist. So I set out to try and do it differently Every time, every time, every time. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's what makes it fresh and keeps it interesting. That every time I do a song I'm figuring out how I'm gonna do it. You know. Mm-hmm. There are some things that kinda stick, you know, that like I found this and I wanna keep this. But then I'm gonna try something else. Mm-hmm. And I invite people to also let go. We do a lot of like free flow vowels and sounds. Mm. And that's one of the most beautiful experiences for me with the singing, because someone, so, like sometimes, I will teach them a song, and we'll do it together, and it's gonna sound beautiful to me. But then I'll just be like, okay, speak a vowel, <laughs> let's let's <laughs> let go. Mm. And first, it's very chaotic because everyone's doing something, but then there is like a, like an, an unspoken song. That we are all creating, and then it like it gets fleshed out. Like now, I can hear we're all listening to each other. We're sharing something, and we're creating in this moment mm. our own um, like like painting in the wind. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> and and that sound <laughs> for me is like it can only be done when people decide to let go, listen, and join in.
3: Mm. Mm-hmm
0: yeah but when you when you're telling when you're saying to people to create their own vowel or their own sound, mm-hmm. you're giving them ownership of it, but then it's almost like that is that can be quite uh c- overwhelming for someone who's not used to taking ownership because mm-hmm. sometimes people like to just switch off or tell me what to do and I'll just repeat it and I think that um that and as a teacher actually, I think that requires a lot of courage because you're sitting in that maybe moment of slight awkwardness mm-hmm. where there's that resistance mm-hmm. and you're suggesting something that they may not want to do at all. Mm-hmm. And you, instead of uh, taking the easy route and saying, okay, just copy me, you know? And, and I think that, um, and also as well, when you're being spontaneous, sp- when you're being...
1: Spontaneous. Spontaneous. Yeah.
0: What is going on? <laughs> when you're being spon- Spontaneous. <laughs> That's the word of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the spontaneous podcast. But, um, Spontastic. <laughs> uh, when you're when you're doing that, uh, you um, you are saying that you're also risking making a mistake. No. And and because w- if you stick to a plan and everything's already predetermined, your chances of making a, a, a mistake is really low. And I find that when I make a mistake, because I'm always trying to change what I'm teaching, because I want to learn more as well and evolve. But I've, it opens me up to making mistakes, even if it's something very simple, like an anatomical, like left and right, um, you to allow yourself to make a mistake, whether it's playing the wrong note, seeing the wrong word or doing the mo- wrong transition, to allow that to happen, because then the people, the students can see that, you know, you, you, you are human, but, oh, but, but it's the, how you react to it, isn't it? I used to pretend that I didn't make a mistake. Mm. <laughs> just, just like, we've done the right side four times. <laughs> but, uh, but I used to pretend and just kind of, if I ever made a mistake, I would never say, it. I just c- continue on. But now, um, cause my ego was talking, but now I would just say, look, I messed up. I'm sorry. So can we do this? Um, but that, that takes, um, a bit of courage and in terms of in terms of evolving teaching, I, I'm interested in shamanism. So mm-hmm. uh, is that something you all practice or you all are you all involved in shamanism?
4: Yeah
1: yes.
0: some people say shamanism or like a sham I say a shaman, some people uh-huh. say a shaman. What would you say?
1: Chaman. Chaman <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> okay Chaman. Okay. Chaman. I'm taking it to the next level. Shaman. Yeah. <laughs> so um so are all three of you are shaman. Are you all three of you a cha- Would well, you call yourself?
2: I wish yes. I was. You, wish <laughs> you <laughs> What what is
4: a shaman? Should we go technical? Sure. Okay. Start with technical. And <laughs> the word shaman actually comes from Siberia. Okay. So uh if we go into what a real shaman is, it's a Siberian witch doctor which works through uh, drumming through chanting, through the use of uh, plants and certain rituals to achieve uh, an altered state of mind uh, where reality or perception of reality can be shifted. Hmm. Um, it's the same principle that happens all over the world, but we, depending on where you are in the world and the different practices that are done, you can call someone. Well, you can call it a shaman, but it, d- it depends. In, in, in Mexico, for example, we will call them uh, 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 someone who practices Nahualismo. No? Nahualismo? Nahualismo. Okay. Because there's, there's a concept of, oh, all shamans have look to shape reality through their own perception because they, they don't differentiate between what is real and what is our perception of reality. Mm-hmm. Because uh, at the end, reality is something that is always being created, mm-hmm. you know, by, by, by your own perception of reality. So um, in our concept of, of of the Toltec culture, which you could say is kind of like the Vedic in India or, you know, the Celtic over here. So it's not a specific people, but more like people who get to a certain degree of, of, of mm-hmm. evolution, of personal evolution, um, which can be translated as like a spiritual artist, no? Mm-hmm. But uh, we have this concept of tonal and nawal. The tonal is that which can be seen, and actually uh, the count of the days is that tonalamat. amat. So it's you count that which is visible, the sun. No? Mm-hmm. But we also have the nawal which relates more to the night, which is the in, uh, in, invisible, mm-hmm. or, or that which cannot be seen. So if we represent that as conscious and unconscious, the going into the nawal is tapping into the unconscious and being able to work in the unconscious realm, which mm-hmm. is basically the dream world. But how do you bring the dream world to the to reality mm-hmm. or to the to the awakened state? So uh, the best for me the, the best uh, definition that I found in the shaman is someone that have can have uh, each uh, how do you say each foot on on each side? Yeah, on each yeah, side. Yeah, yeah. So being on the dream world and being on on the real world at the same time. Mm-hmm. So symbolism becomes m- material and at the same time, the visions and the intuition, can be brought to to whatever activity uh, is is done. No?
0: Why? Why is it is it really connected to nature?
4: Yes, A- as in being outside and because I. Um, we were talking about that uh, yesterday with uh, another friend who's mm. uh, doing the, the. She she compla- assisted the, the the training.
0: Is that Jillian?
4: Jillian is it? Uh, uh, Nicola
0: Oh, Nicola? Okay, yeah, because yeah, yeah, I've seen on the thing. On the, I've uh, done my research on Instagram. On Instagram, you feel like, <laughs> like creep on people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, because when I think of shamanism um, oh. I, I think that um, I imagine like being outside and. Um, well, mainly being outside. I mean, I, I like I, I find that there are some days where I don't have a need to go outside. Obviously, now I have a dog, so I have to walk the dog. Well, I have to. I want to walk the dog. <laughs> <laughs> and um, but otherwise, I think that we are living in a, a generation now where we're indoors all the time, and this is so bad for us. We're not yeah. connected to sunrise, sunset, the stars. We can't, um, you know, like once upon a time, we could navigate using the stars. And now people don't even see the stars because the sky is orange. Mm -hmm. And not just that, but also our furniture. I mean, everything I own is from Ikea, which is, I mean, shout out to Ikea if you want to sponsor the podcast. (laughs) Um, Go to (laughs) Ikea.com slash. (laughs) Exactly. So I'm not going to say anything bad about Ikea, but all... Great uh, furniture. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) A reasonable price. Beautiful (laughs) price. so uh but all furniture maybe I can maybe not gives uh-huh. off like fumes pollution essentially mm-hmm. and that's why I have these plants here to try and counter that um mm-hmm. supposedly but it is that's why I think shamanism sh- is so um appealing just for the just for me the simple fact of being back in touch with nature yeah um but this is also something else I want to talk about and I'm conscious of your time um totem stuff yeah spirit animal what is is this carlos is this your bag is this your area well there's something that I'm very passionate about okay yeah. so
4: how does this tie into shamanism it's perfectly in tune mm-hmm. uh, if we go back actually in, in Mexico most people call nahual the spirit animal as well because mm. what, what 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 is if you go to the backbone of the unconscious brain mm. it's an animal brain so i think shamanism is actually allowing yourself to become a little bit more wild and animalistic, which is more in tune with intuition and with responses that are more natural mm. to our body. So I feel that intuition and uh, like w- what we were saying, oh, being spontaneous is something very animalistic. Yeah. You know? it's, it's, it's something very it's natural. Gu- to, it's, gut, yeah, it's, it's gut. It's gut so feeling. True. So it's working with the gut feeling. And you, you find this uh, animal power in the dream state mm-hmm. because in the dream state the mind the reason which differentiates us from animals can be turned down a little bit and we go in, into m- more of a, a subjective symbolic um, feeling uh, realm no? mm. this is this is interesting because i was
0: went to a lecture um, a couple of weeks ago in the space between which is a really great studio in, in dublin and as well as yoga hub And uh, and hot yoga Dublin, (laughs) they're all great studios. (laughs) Go there for your yoga, look for them (laughs) (laughs) 15% off, (laughs) sell everything. Um, but um, in in the space between the 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 had a young uh, a Carl Jung lecture, Mm -hmm. and it was talking about the shadow and integrating our dark side and how our animalistic nature, and um. Then I was preparing for teacher training this weekend and was talking about the um, AUM and how we have uh, creative power, destructive power, and, and we need to understand that we all have that within us, like a, a dark side, essentially, yeah. a primal side. And then I was t- reading about Freud, and Freud has the id, the ego and the superego, and the id is our animalistic side. Uh, the ego is our conscious side, and the superego is the the side that feels bad that our consciousness suppresses our our animal (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) feels that social guilt um and i think that talking about dark side or your animal side it kind of um is not very popular in modern culture because especially in yoga people like to um, portray that they're all good because within with instagram although i do love instagram i find that uh we put people in categories Mm -hmm. okay Mm -hmm. this person is a blonde lady from california and she's bendy therefore mm. she um is not into chamanism for example or like we we do that i think on social media and what we forget is that maybe potentially we all have a, a dark side and that is often best explored when we connect back into nature yeah. connect back into music and obviously movement as well um but what w- with with being like i i'm interested in the in being more connected to animals anyway that's part of the reason I got a dog mm-hmm. cuz you get a dog and he's so simple he doesn't see people's race he doesn't see people's gender he just loves you if you feed him <laughs> <laughs> kind of like me <laughs> but, <laughs> but, and i i know i really love that you know he's just unconditional love that that he he gives you um but so what i'm wondering is how do you uh, explore your own spirit animal even if you, if you were Say if you didn't have a chance to go to one of your ceremonies, how would I know? Like, How would I explore my own spirit animal? Is there like a a practice I could do every morning or something
4: like? There's many practices, (laughs) uh, I mean, for example, the uh, dynamic meditations that Osho created, those are very good. Mm. At the end, what we want to do is bring, uh, I I don't know exactly how to put it, but like trespass the reason or bypass the reason Mm. So you can do this by uh, maybe putting yourself in a situation where you go out of your comfort zone because then you won't act out of a preconceived idea of acting. You have to act out of gut, no? Mm. So a lot of the practices, for example, in Native American uh, shamanism have to do with that, like going, uh, not eating or drinking for four days in the mountain or, you know, going into a very hot uh, sweat lodge or dancing all day. Uh, under the sun and you know so bring yourself to this point of uncomfort where already the the mind and the body start to let go mm. and we say that the real spirit starts to to come up mm. no, in this in this type of situations and i think it's the same thing that happens when people are in a near-death experience or where they intake a, a powerful plant no or mm. a, a substance mm. so all, all th- these types of situations bring out a part of you which you try to suppress all the time. Yeah, yeah. Because you have it in control, but once you lose control, mm. it will come out in however way it, it may come out. Yeah. And I think what Jung was trying to explain is that, you know the, the shadow will come out at some point that you mm. just need to embrace it and, le- and let it be. And at one point you'll be able to match it and work with it instead of trying to put it down. Mm.
0: What, what do you think though? I mean, maybe I'm being biased, but what do you guys think? I'm interested in like your opinions on um, social media. What do you? Th- what do you think? How do you? How? What do you think about it? It's a big question, I know.
2: Oh, I personally struggle with it, <laughs> but I think it's absolutely necessary, especially if you have a message or a mission that you want to transmit. Mm-hmm.
0: It's it's also good. Well, it's if you have a message, it's also really great. I think for uh, if you're an artist or if you're a musician, you know, you can share s- stuff o- online, but and have you found it to be, um, because I, cause I'm, I'm conscious that I'm, sometimes I talk badly of social media and essentially um, that it has its limitations. But I suppose every every tool has a purpose, doesn't it? You know, And if it's yeah. used correctly. Exactly. Mm. 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 And, uh, and to in order to, I mean, say, for example, when you're traveling around the world, would you say, I mean, I imagine opportunities have maybe come to you through social media. Would that be f- accurate? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because people people see things. Have you thought about doing any kind of online offering or online training?
2: Yes. Uh, right, we, is, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we actually have a a website that we are we already have a lot of material over there. We have the mandala practices, we have meditations, Carlos has his music, same with Suro. So yeah, it's it's been done. <laughs> it's b- it's being done. Yes, it's uh, yeah. So we is have ca- some material already, and we are working on more and more and more material.
0: So people will be able to actually log on and uh, kind of sign up for a course and just do it all online video okay. content. Mm, yeah. Okay.
2: Same with classes and Same meditations.
0: Yeah, I think that is that is um, wise <laughs> 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 because it almost feels like you create. Say this weekend you created music, laughter, dance, movement. And it's uh, the people that were there experienced it, which is fantastic, but otherwise it's it's a memory now. It's kind of all that effort is not documented. And I, I feel that um, video is so powerful, obviously, and sound as well, yeah. you know, to do that. Do you do that, zero Do you like, do you record yourself? Do you do any video for your own music?
1: Yeah, yeah. I started doing this videos where I record myself like eight times and then do like a multi screen video oh yeah so on one screen i'm playing the guitar another one i'm singing and i'm playing like like, little and it makes the song and it makes a song oh cool yeah i ring it all together and <laughs> it's like me doing the the bass voices and then the high voices and then everything together and that's really fun for me but does that take a while to put yeah. That yeah, yeah okay yeah, yeah yeah but it's uh, it's like like um like with like with a puzzle yeah, a jigsaw puzzle that you yeah. put all the pieces. Mm-hmm. I get really excited when doing that, mm. so I really like that. And I do, I do love a lot of things about social media. Mm. It is true that as a tool, you know, it can it can be used to one's own demise in a way. But um, there's a lot of goodies out there. Mm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. If think if you get creative and you use it for what you enjoy doing, instead of trying to force yourself to fit into how someone else maybe uses it like i realize, for example i can't do a handstand on one hand for you know that's not my thing i don't live next to the beach (laughs) and it's have like you know it's not sunny all the time so i need to um stick to what i'm good at Mm -hmm. and and i think um i like say podcasting for example and i use social media as a way to publicize the podcast but um as long as you're doing you being creative and maybe sticking to what you enjoy doing then i think it it, it can be uh, very handy what um so what's next for you guys then you're going to london tonight are you yes yeah. <laughs> 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 and then you're going to copenhagen next
2: no i'm going to san diego next okay san diego and then mexico
0: are you guys going to stay together or what's what's ha- are you going as a group to london and in d- london yeah mm. yes. okay and then what are you guys doing after that after london back to mexico mm-hmm. and you're back to mexico too
1: and she goes back to san diego yeah okay nice awesome.
0: and will you when do you think you'll be coming back to dublin
2: we don't know yet but <laughs> we have to come back <laughs> 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 yeah invitations welcome <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah did you uh, get a chance to explore any el- anywhere else in ireland no. since you have a map <laughs> 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 did you go anywhere else
4: no, not really. <laughs> Malahai than no. Dublin, that's it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Did you um did you go out did you go out last
1: night? Uh, yeah. Well, you know, <laughs>
4: the thing is I
1: I, I wasn't really interested in, in the sights, you know, like I don't want a selfie at a monument or something like that. We were really interested in musicians from from Dublin. And we made some great ones last night mm. at Gogarty's pub. Oh yeah. Yeah, okay. on the second floor. Was it
0: traditional Irish music? It was
1: traditional Irish music. Okay. It was a fiddle, a banjo, and a guitar. Mm-hmm. It blew my mind. It was really, really good. Mm. What do you yeah.
0: what do you find is is distinctive about Irish music?
1: Um, there's something in the harmony and the melody. Like, there's a sound to it. I, I first got introduced to it with uh, Green Leaves. Mm-hmm. I, I heard that song as a child, and it haunted me for, for yeah. years. Like, I really loved it. <laughs> and yesterday... Like, looking at the way, for example, the guitar player was doing it, he's playing the the tune. So, he's playing, like, the notes of the melody while also doing the harmony. So, he's, like, strumming chords all over the -hmm. guitar. And that's not something that I recall seeing anywhere else, Um, like, done like that, you know, like, with that um, expression and that beauty. Like, I felt like he could talk... Through the guitar, mm. very clearly and with six voices, right? Um, so that that really shocked me, and I want to start practicing those kind of, of exercises. And I I think they have a very expressive, emotional, kind of music. Like it's got the the like the fresh uh, woodland wind, and also like the fire with the dancing and all Mm -hmm. and like the water and all the emotion it moves and the earth of course Mm. so it's a a very complete music to me and also because of tradition it's been building on itself for years so it gets better and better and better and better and better Mm. yeah so i really love irish music
0: did you did you look for this people these musicians or was it just by accident you found
1: these it was just sheer luck <laughs> <lesson>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. there's probably
0: a, 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 I think there's a lot of good irish music that goes on but um it's interesting how people normally are the tourists or the ones that come here the visitors go and see it as opposed to the locals that's how it often goes you know you yeah. often you you take your own culture for granted mm-hmm. and, and you go and explore i mean there's loads of places in ireland that i haven't been Mm-hmm. And tourists will say, or people who visit will say, "Oh, uh, I'm going here next weekend. Have you been? No, I haven't been. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, sa- save money on airplane flights and explore your, your, your <laughs> con- the country you live in first. As well, yeah. you know. Um, speaking of music, mm. we have. Maybe I can play this. I don't know. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, can. Sh- I can shake an egg. All right? Um, or both of them. I don't know. Wait, wait hold on now. We'll <laughs> two at the same time. <laughs> um, is there anything that yeah, you guys could do or play or maybe that um, is kind of yours
1: that yeah. you'd like? Yeah. Yeah. Should I wait for a commercial break? Or No, there's no, no commercial break. No, this is live. We got all the commercials out of the way we already, There's no right? commercials. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, sorry. sorry.
0: Do
3: you want me to a, is it the oh, a yeah, guitar? Oh, yeah,
1: it's a guitar. Yeah, what what was it? Say? yeah, yeah.
4: Talk about yourselves. Well, well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> you Thank know, you. I was thinking. I find that Irish music has this component of like happy, melancholic festivity. Yeah. <laughs> what a combo. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. So, wha- are you guys doing anything, clapping or something? Well, is it just so, sorry, so you're doing your thing
1: We're doing so, we're, we're doing some something we're being spontaneous right now fantastic. <laughs> We're being spontaneous I and aiming for <laughs> spontasticity. So, um, so let's see first maybe we'll do some some just some chanting no okay. words, mm-hmm. no symbols just pure raw voices and then when we come back from that we might offer a song. Sounds good? Perfect. Okay. Some some overtones you want? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> People back at home, you want to clap your hands? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll give you an English one. song, one of the translations. We can do um, Serenity Song, we can do Eagle, we can do. Um, well, if, we're, if it's shamanism, I think the most shamanic song I've translated as of recent it's one that is um, Agila Aguile, mm-hmm. which I translated as Eagle Eagle A. <laughs> so, this is a fun one because uh, I'll say a phrase and then we can all repeat together. Perfect. So, Dulce will guide you proficiently.
4: <laughs> Look <after that>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: The distance in the distance I can hear a calling I can hear, hear a calling the beautiful song The beautiful song of a bird in love of a bird in love and this bird I hear and this bird I hear is my grandfather is my grandfather is my grandfather singing is my grandfather singing about his love, about his love. And this, bird and this bird I hear is my grandmother, is my grandmother, is my grandmother singing, is my grandmother singing about her love, about her love. singing, singing, singing.
1: Thing,
0: oh. how can we top that we can't that's so <laughs> good um, that was the first time we've ever done any singing on the podcast oh. ever. Yeah, so yeah, this yeah. is the, an exclusive and I want <laughs> to thank you so much um, yeah th- that's an hour so you guys have things to do place to be um, any final thoughts
2: thank you <laughs> <laughs> <don't have> <laughs> thank you
0: for coming I really appreciate it I hope this is uh, we see each other again yeah. uh, somewhere sometime and um yeah guys thank you so much and yeah, uh, it was really fun yeah it was so fun yeah, yeah I wish we had more time but if um if people want to find out more about you where do they go
2: com the <laughs> <laughs> and for online
4: trainings yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and classes
2: okay. <laughs> 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 <typ>. guru. <laughs>
4: perfect yeah. chaps yeah uh, mundala.com mm-hmm. kind of like mandala but with a u and a H at the end mundala.com nice. that's it perfect that's yeah. Cool.
1: Yeah. You can just follow the links below. <laughs> and, uh, You're right. <laughs> They're all right there. <laughs> my name is Uru Amaya. And yeah, man, thanks for having us. Thanks, Yuri. Thanks, guys. Thanks.
2: <laughs> Thank you.
3: Yay.
0: Hey, all. That is the podcast. It was a bit of fun, wasn't it? Um hope my singing didn't offend anyone. And uh, I again, hope to bring on more people that can uh, create music or uh, more creative people like that. That was really, really good fun. As always, this podcast is brought to you by Small Changes. If you visit them down in Drumcondra in Dublin, they are a whole food store that provide organic produce for your house and for your for your plate. They are all uh, they believe in eco friendly uh, certified products, and they do loads for the community. So check out Small Changes if you have a chance. Again, please leave a review on iTunes if you found this helpful or simply enjoyable god forbid you have pleasure and if you would like to share it with a friend the best thing to do is share it on your instagram if you'd like to actually start watching the podcast you might get a bit from that to see like i I don't know i like watching podcasts as well seeing like (laughs) what goes down um so you can find this on youtube and now it's all every every podcast is every episode from now on is going to be videoed so uh yeah that's it i'm rambling a little bit now The sleep deprivation is catching up on me. Really appreciate you listening. Thanks so much again, and I will catch up with you next week.